From How to Barbecue Right Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. Beautiful night last night for the first sunset on the square in what two years absolutely congratulations to the hernando chamber of commerce again we joke around about chamber of commerce weather a little breeze throughout the night just a really really a great event good to be back on the square one of the biggest events in the city of hernando hundreds i don't know if it pushed thousands but hundreds of people <laughs> hundreds of people out there um you know it's always good to have the uh, the square buzzing and stuff and it cer- certainly was last night congratulations to the hernando chamber of commerce for bringing back the sunset on the square of course, you got a good group last night. Next week, again, it'll be next Thursday night again, if you missed it last night. The Robert McCord Band. Yep. Looking forward to that and hopefully be able to get out there and enjoy it. I keep checking the email, Derek. They've yet to ask us to uh, to be the MCs of the Sunset on the Square. Not saying we would, because that would require you have to stay up past 9. Well, 9 o'clock, I could make it to No, nine. no, what would happen is, is we would do it together at 7 and 8 to welcome everybody or whatever, but you'd be going for the 9 o'clock. You'd miss the 9 o'clock. Well, yeah, I'm probably closing it down maybe maybe questionable. <laughs> Oh, I know you pretty well. You'd be gone. You'd be long gone by then. Yeah, we'd have to write that in the contract. Derek uh, missed the last uh, goodbye to everybody. So, again, <laughs> congratulations to the Hernando Chamber of Commerce. Wonderful job uh, last night. Sunset on the Square, back in full strength in the city of Hernando. And Derek's supposed to have nice weather all weekend. And if it's a good, beautiful weekend, uh, you know, it seems like hundreds of people ride through our neighborhood looking around at houses and, and checking out the different stuff. And if you're looking to buy or sell a home in the city of Hernando, in DeSoto County, please reach out to our 2021 presenting sponsor, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Team Couch possesses over 65 years of combined real estate experience. They're the number one team in DeSoto County for well over a decade, possess over 25,000 closings since 2009 on the buying and selling side of real estate. They're ranked nationally as a top performing real estate team. And right now they are offering a free, no obligation market analysis again. That's a free, no obligation market analysis to learn all about your home, all about your neighborhood, all about within a mile radius of your house, what the homes are listing for, and really most importantly, what are they selling for? And Brian and Terry and their team can help you learn more about your home. If you are considering selling a home in this very hot DeSoto County market, or if you're looking to upgrade, looking to move to another home, now's the time to reach out to Brian and Terry with Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. You can find them at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Or find them at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. As we talked about, beautiful weather for the weekend. If you're starting to cook more outside, entertain more uh, on your back patio, now's the time to get in to the How to Barbecue Right Shop. How to Barbecue Right Shop is our 2021 studio sponsor. How to Barbecue Right Shop is located just 500 yards past Connection Gymnastics on Memphis Street right here in Hernando. This store has everything a man needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. They have knives, sauces, cutting boards, rubs, thermometers, cast iron, and some of the best high-end smokers on the market. If you've ever seen Malcolm's How to Barbecue Right YouTube videos, you need to stop by his shop today. 
You can give them a call at 662-912-9947. That's 662-912-9947. Find him on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. That's the letter H, the number two, the letter Q, Malcolm Shop. But the best thing to do is to stop by the How to Barbecue Right Shop on Memphis Street right here in Hernando. Derek, our first and third Friday shows always start off the same way. Give us a quick update on the Hernando Alderman meeting that did take place this past Tuesday. A lot of stuff going on. What you got? There's a lot of stuff going on, and I'm going to start with something. We added a couple of dates to your calendar when we previewed it Tuesday. I want to add one more. Now, this was something that was taken up toward the end of the meeting. Uh, there was discussion that was added to the agenda. It was not on the original agenda that was online for a fireworks show for the city of Hernando. and had to cancel it last year for obvious reasons. And so they were looking at a July 1st date. So it was something they needed to decide on pretty quickly uh, because the 4th is on a Sunday and having it on that weekend, maybe hit or miss. So they kind of wanted to do it before that. And so they were looking at July 1st. They had approved for the fireworks show $12,000. There was a discussion kind of to compare it to what, you know, kind of what took place two years ago. I think two years ago was around $15,000 they had toward the fireworks show. Anyway, had a short discussion, allocated $12,000, and it looks like there will be a fireworks show for the city of Hernando July 1st. Where's the uh, where's the fireworks day uh, going to uh, be? It's always at the ball field. Baseball field? Yeah, baseball okay, field, July yeah. 1st. July 1st. Not on July 4th, July 1st. July 1st, uh, I'm assuming dark time. July 1st is a Thursday. Yeah. Thursday, July 1st, out of the baseball fields. Uh, they'll be. I mean, they typically do a wonderful job. Yeah, so they do. Job. I mean, again, it's, it is short notice. They had to go ahead and get it approved. Uh, but you got one month to plan for it. And, again, before you get out of town that weekend, uh, you know, swim by the ballparks and watch them. Yeah, it's definitely a good thing to do on a Thursday night for sure. Get out to the baseball fields and watch it and, and take a look. Matt, surprisingly, Madison Lakes was tabled. I told, we, we are not talking about Madison Lakes anymore. <laughs> We're not, we, you know what? We are not mentioning Madison Lakes on this show, mark my words, until we see a groundbreaking ceremony. Tell you what, tell you what. I'm going to go ahead and preview it for the next meeting, and we're not even going to mention it on there that agenda. Go. Okay. Everybody, it's going to be on the, the June 15th agenda. It's, it's been said be we will not talk about it. I bet you $5 is tabled. Well, why wouldn't you go ahead and table it? Because this is the last meeting for this board. No, I anyway. just want to, I want to get $5 from you. That's what okay. I want to do. Uh, so the next, the, the three items dealing with the Hernando West project that we talked about. I thought it would be a lot of the meeting, and it wasn't. Uh, there was not much discussion. Uh, they did. They read out what was going to happen. They read out about the resolution. They asked Bill Brown real quick a question about anything. He stood up, made a comment, basically approved 606060 down the board. Mike McClendon was absent. So 606060 down the board. Madden, maybe take three minutes for all three of them. Derek, uh, it, look, it looks like Hernando West is moving forward. That's right. More than, I mean, a project has been going on for years is moving forward more than it's been in the last uh, two or three years. And, and so this runs the sewer line basically from the bottom of the hill by the soccer field up to the uh, up to Robertson Road where the development will then tie into it. This is a, a loan or a bond that the city is getting to do this, an infrastructure bond, and but it's only being repaid by the people that live in Hernando West, which Correct. right now would be the developer themselves, would be Correct. paying the taxes for 2021 since nothing's going to be built there this year. Um, so it'll be especially assessed there. If you move in there that you may have something assessed on a lot that you buy on a land that you buy a house that you buy. So that will, should be part of your closing cost in the future until this, and I'm assuming it's going to be a 20 year bond. The 20 year right. bond is paid off. Uh, but that was all approved last night for the city to contract it to for the mayor to sign the memorandum of agreement and for the escrow agreement to be set up. Uh, Bill Brown did ask uh, the developer if they would be bidding it this week and since it was not on the agenda, they have to wait to bid it until the June 15th meeting. So that should be on there to allow them to go ahead and get those bids in. So 30-day bid process, you hope that within 45 days they'll have the bids back and be starting. 
Very interesting. Again, Hernando West seems to be moving forward, and it's probably going to move a bit of a you know at a, at a snail's pace. I think are, are they trying to do? Are they going to do the fifty-five and older? That, that was the plan two years that ago. Okay. Uh, I have not heard any differently, but sure. it should be right somewhere right across from the soccer field mm-hmm. entrance, and that that area of uh, Hernando West is where it'll start. Interesting. Again, Derek, you and I have talked about Hernando West, uh, you know, well before the podcast started, but for, it seems like almost a, a decade. Uh, we, we've been talking about it. So, uh, you know, it's something new to the city and, and looking forward to it. On the next part, you had the, the RAISE grants. Now, a lot, this is what a lot of the time was spent on with the RAISE grants. The RAISE stands for Rebuilding America Infrastructure with Sustainability and Equity. So these are the grants that the city mentioned that they could – this is for the pedestrian and the walking, the lanes, that sort of thing. Neil Schaefer, a representative from Neil Schaefer, who's, who's kind of the engineer for the project, came up there and was explaining what this is. So – they can the city can apply up to a five million dollar grant. All right, apply four. Yeah, okay. for a million dollar grant, five up to a five million dollar grant. Right. It now this is a matching grant, so the city would have to come up with one one point two five million to match it. There's a ten year limit on this, so you have ten years to be able to get this grant. The grant is due. You have to have your application by July twelfth. So if you want to apply for it. And what they would be looking as part of the application for Hernando, five miles of uh, new multiple paths of some sort, uh, one mile of bike connections. Uh, then, we'll have to, of course, you can put you know, walking trails next to that or whatever. And what they're going to do is showing that this connects people with basic goods and services. If they can prove that it connects people with basic goods and services, you got a pretty good you know, chance to get this grant. Uh, as I said, the grant is due July 12th, which means they'd have to have the application ready by June 30th to vote on the July 6th meeting, which would be the new board. So I hope the new board's watching this and, and catching up because they're going to have to vote on this that night in order to apply for it by July 12th. Again, the minimum to, to ask for is $5 million. So th- these are large chunks of money. Because we live in the Memphis urban area, because we're in a larger metropolitan area, we have to ask for a minimum of $5 million. Did you just say, but did you say the city has to match up to one point two five? So if it's a five million dollar grant, twenty percent of that it's a million two fifty. Okay, gotcha. So that's what they have. To, they have to have a matching portion of a million two fifty. The projects can be built in different phases, so you don't have to say, okay, well, a million two, you know, million two fifty this year. No, you can do you know two hundred thousand this year, and then three hundred thousand another year. And again, you have up to ten years to receive the money and to have your your match for that. It says 10 years. Actually, the deadline is 2029. 2029 to spend the $5 million. The money can be used for safety, technology, climate safety, quality of life. And, of course, the bike and the, uh, the pedestrian pass fit all those. You, know, you can do all that kind of stuff. And an animal shelter. And, well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If they could squeeze that in there, God bless them. God bless them if they could squeeze that in there. Uh, library, internet access can count. Anything that can help with infrastructure, help quality of life. Uh, obviously, sustainability is a big part of it. Uh, a lot of the, you know, with, with the new administration, a lot of, uh, you know, climate change is being watched. So uh, anything that can help with that will absolutely be looked at and have a pretty good chance of getting the grant. So um, not, not just necessarily for uh, uh, walking trails for exercise, but, hey, how can we maybe connect people or different neighborhoods to grocery stores that's right. or the that's library exactly right. or something like yeah. that? So it's, it's not necessarily it's, – it's, Even it's, you could be improving sidewalks. Right, You, you yes. could be improving your sidewalks throughout the city. All right, cool. Um, the right-of-ways can be given as part of the matching. So, in other words, if somebody says, hey, I will donate a piece of this land for you to build a sidewalk on or something like that, that can be considered – from what they understand, that can be considered part of the – the one million two fifty matching part of it. Um, so again, just a, a 
I think it's a good idea. You know, they all voted 6 nothing to go ahead and have Neil Schaefer continue with their application process to have it finalized by the 30th so they can vote on it you know, July 6th, which, again, it will be a different board, sure. but for the city itself to vote on it July 6th. And the new board will come in. Know the uh, the need to move pretty quickly. They're going to listen to our show. I have a feeling they'll listen to our show and educate themselves. Uh, you know, for that, so they can move forward. But it looks like something that the the city can definitely benefit from. And the key word being grant. I like the word grant, not that's loan. Right. Um, you know, we may have to borrow one point two five. That's one thing. But if we can get our hands on five million, then so be it. That's right. So again, I think it's a good thing, and I'm I appreciate them doing that, and look forward to seeing what kind of projects we can get over the next eight to nine ish years uh, with that money. Uh, the next thing was authorized to accept the lowest and best bid from Lehman Roberts for asphalt paving. My main thing was to see, okay, what exactly, what parts of Mackinville and what parts of Caffey Street that the paving was for. The total amount was 244855 uh, That was the amount of the bid for both of the paving. This is going to be Caffey Street from Commerce Street to Valley Street. So in other words, that stretch of road basically at the library down to Valley Street behind Windy City. So that road right there is going to be repaved. And then the, the section for a Mackinville is basically Hernando Hill School South. So basically where that new connection is coming in, they're going to repave all that. So that's yeah, the two that's sections gotta be done. done. Yeah. yeah, man, it's, it's really, really rough right there. So those are the two sections that were approved. Now, the next one was the uh, had to authorize the mayor to sign a contract with Energy to put security lights at the Kirkendall Park. It said for seven lights. It actually was for eight lights. So there was a lot of discussion. There was not a lot of discussion, but it was a good five to seven minutes of discussion. Uh, Andrew Miller, uh, Alderman Ward 2, brought up a great point, he, you know, because they went through it, you know, have the emergency lights put up, but the light, they're basically 150-watt bulbs, so you can see at night, it helps you get around the track, they probably would, you know, it makes you feel safer to be out there, but you can't play sports with them, like right? these are not the, the bright halogen lights yeah. for, for sports play. So Andrew said, does this have to be, is there something that we're running up against, we have to get this done now, and the mayor said no, and he said, well, why don't we look at a feasibility study to actually replace the good halogen sports lights, how much would it be for poles, how much would it be to replace the whole thing, not just bring in, I mean, not saying we don't need the safety lights, not saying it would be nice to, to be brighter out there, but go ahead and do it so people can play soccer at night, can sure. play ultimate frisbee at night, whatever they want to do. What The reason the city is looking to do this, right now they're paying, I think they said 400, $439 a month is the light bill. The way that works, you, there's a box on a pole, you push a button, lights come on for two hours, that's how it works when they cut off. And anybody can push it. Anybody can push yeah. it at any time. So they're basically paying two hours at a time. Ends up being about $439 a month. What these halogen lights, well, excuse me, what these new lights would have done through energy would have been to allow them to come on at dark. Correct. Stay, stay on basically till dawn. the next morning, to till dawn yeah. at only $450, but around $450, 460 a yeah. month. Much better lights for $450. And, and you're getting them all night long, not just two hours at a time. Yeah. A great idea by the by the sure, mayor. A great sure. idea by the city. But what Andrew was saying is like that's awesome. However, let's look at so you know we can have bridal lights. Not saying maybe you have two different sets. Maybe you have that plus this, or maybe you have just this. So they tabled it uh, until there can be some more. Um, what could be done for the lights? You know, they kind of talked about the soccer fields, how much those were. They were a little high on the estimate. I think I heard the number. Somebody said two hundred thousand. The lights that were put out at the soccer fields were about one hundred and fifty. That included the poles that were up with the lights, and then stubbing out the next field. So I think to actually light a soccer field, it's between sixty-five dollars and $90,000, depending on what type of lights, how, how right. big the poles are and stuff like that. More than sixty, less than 100 
So that's probably more what they're looking for. Right. Now, I don't know about if they're having to rerun lines or stuff like that, but if you're talking about just a typical field, typical size, you're probably looking between sixty and $100,000. You know, Derek, part of my job on this show is to, to make, make jokes. That's part of my job. Had they planned to put lights using the trees <laughs> no. that are no longer there? No, no, Had no. you they, passed by there? Oh, no. I, I, yes, I have passed by there. I went by and saw okay, it. Okay, typically when you save trees, I'm sorry, when, typically when you don't cut trees down, you take a little piece of pink tape and you, you wrap it around and yeah. nobody, they don't take that tree out. Right. Is there a pink uh, string shortage <laughs> that I'm not aware of? Because my boy, I, I, I told the last time I, I, I would not have mind. I want to see the bid. Stayed. I want to see the bid because they may have gotten paid per tree. Because you know, they, they, well, I, you know, they'll have to re- repair the poles that are out there. What I'm afraid is going to happen now is you put lights out there, it's going to be like a well, you know, light pollution. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be bright. Sure. I mean, no, you know, I, if, I again, agree. I'm not saying it's not needed, but it will be bright for those neighbors around there. Right. Now that the, tr- the the buffer of trees is yeah. gone. And I am laughing. Of course, look, go look at it. I think it's beautiful. It's going to look great. You and I both know it. But um, they got a little aggressive on the trees. They did. They got really. When I say tree, <laughs> I mean tree removal. Again, I understand the ones close to the track regrade sure. it but the ones that were right next to the fence or next to the road hey those are those are beautiful pine trees just leave them I agree. it's okay i agree 100 okay. man it's uh they went a little scorched earth on, well on you the know thing, I, so. I tell you what next arbor day we'll go get some trees uh, plant no, them. <laughs> no 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 i just tell you i'm not trust me i'm not hugging any trees but man i, I did pay attention to the fact that they were one day they were there and the next day they were gone so and and i i saw some people using the track yesterday and i could see them from about 300 yards oh so. yeah no there's no more problems no, there's no hiding yeah, if you're no. trying to lose a little bit of weight on the track get ready because hey, people can Either that or you better get your running form perfected because you will be judged. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. By you. No, not by me. Come on. My my knees are shot. I can't judge anybody now. All right, what you got? Uh, Last thing, the GPS mapping mapping presentation. Now, this was the last 10 minutes of the the meeting. This is one of the coolest things I think the city has done. I mean, I don't know what it's cost. I don't know how long it's been going on. Probably should have found out a little more about it. But I I knew it was going on. Mayor's talked about it. He's mentioned it. He mentioned on his interview during the election. That's right, during the election that he was having this done. But to see it, and I'm sure he's been seeing it and that maybe the aldermen have been seeing it and maybe there's a meeting that we missed before we started doing the show where they showed the first part of it he could pull it up so he pulled it up on you know you can watch it on youtube please go on youtube find city of fernando they've got the water lines mapped out in blue obviously so you got little and it shows everywhere they've mapped so far now i don't know how they've still got a few more months to go but like it shows where the water lines are on the streets some of the, they've already gone to, I mean, hundreds of houses in town and they've got the water meters GPS map. So they may have come by our house. I, it didn't pull up our neighborhood, so I couldn't see. But like he's pulled up a neighborhood. I think it was over there in Forest Meadows or somewhere where they've already, uh, you know, GPS people's houses on there. So this is their water meter. And you can see the manholes. You can see fire hydrants. Really cool. And what the guy said is when they finish with it, They'll be able to tell you within two centimeters where that line is in the ground. Right. And and what Mayor Ferguson mentioned uh, during his interview a couple of months ago was uh, this really affects the call before you dig program. If I'm going to dig in my yard, or I'm going to dig for some reason, and I call the city or call before you dig, it costs the city, I think he maybe said $4 or yeah. something. I can't remember what he said. And you tally all that up together, um, this GPS program that gets all the water lines and, like you said, between two centimeters. Two centimeters. They can tell you they're going to make – they're going to dig less that's right they're gonna have to mark less and dig less because they know where everything well, is. well they pull it up and say oh no you're five feet you're yeah, good exactly I mean, I, that, yeah, and then, then also so he showed the, the water first now he could superimpose both of them together but pull that off put the sewer on and the sewer was was also pretty cool not not they have not as far along on the sewer as they are the water right but and the sewer's green but the sewer lines when they're going it shows the flow it shows the flow like the arrows are pointing this way which way the sewer is flowing 
And it also shows you which neighborhoods or areas are being serviced by a lift station. Mm-hmm. So it, like, it has a different color code for that lift station. So, okay, this is being force pumped, you know, whichever way it's going. Sure. Really, really cool. Uh, again, they're still in the process. It's going to be several more months. But, you know, you, you kind of think, well, that's just kind of boring engineering stuff. It is. But when you're able to pull it up and say, okay, here's the leak. Here's how far it is. Here's where we can start. Here's where we can end. We don't have to like, guess where it is. We don't have to dig two or three holes. Right here, go in right here. Here's where your leak is. Boom. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Uh, speaking of like water leaks, well, there, I think there was a leak right in front of Sam Lauderdale's house yeah. a couple of weeks ago or something. So maybe the GPS helped with that situation because I think they had it patched up within a day. So. Yeah, I mean, that, it, again, it's just being able to find it, being able to stop it and get in there and get it done, less effect on traffic. And again, less money for the city to have people go out there. And hopefully it, it'll save you know people that are wanting to dig around their yard, around their, other, around their land, less time to have to wait on them to get out there to, to market. I mean, yeah. you can get start you know, start that day maybe and say, yeah, you're good. Well, good, interesting stuff coming out of the Hernando Alderman meeting. We certainly appreciate those men and women continuing to serve our community. Uh, we talked about it, Derek. Some of them are wrapping up their careers as aldermen. So I want to wish them luck in the future for sure. And we'll, we'll do that again uh, before and after the next meeting. So we're going to move north. Let's head on up to South Haven. They had their alderman meeting uh, on Tuesday night as well. Derek, what you got coming out of South Haven? The next one was the authorization to apply for American Rescue Plan funds. As I suspected, there was not an actual thing they're looking at. The mayor did say that the money, you know, we talked about the money, $1.8 billion divided up between the cities, the counties. The mayor said that it was probably about half of what they expected. Now, he didn't give a number. I have not heard that from Hernando. I don't know if that's statewide or what's going on. But he did say that the number that they originally thought He's only, they're getting half, which is still going to be several million dollars, but they, they are making their wish list now that this, what this is, is that this, you have to apply to ask for it. I can't imagine anybody not asking for it since it's free money. And so that, that's what they did. They basically just apply it. Then once they know that they do get that, you know, this is the amount, here are the guidelines that you can use to use it. Then they'll start making, you know, getting their wish list together. But again, that was just to apply. Uh, approval of the revised facilities use policy. It was approved. Now, I'm not going to read over these again, but go back to our Tuesday show to listen to, you know, how much it is to, to rent the arena, to rent the Snowden House, etc. You can also pull up their packet online if you want to to get those prices. The reason it was done was because they have been having problems at Greenbrook with people using the fields and tearing them up. And so they've had to, uh, you know, the facility at Greenbrook's really become an issue with just people abusing, uh, going out there and using the fields when there aren't tournaments being played. And then also the turf on the new fields. Because of the turf, you're no longer having to let fields rest. So you can literally practice every hour out there, eight to ten hours a day. What he's saying is that's great. That's what we wanted it for. We wanted no cancellation games, no cancellation practices. However, it's supposed to have a 12-year lifespan. If people, you know, if we're getting all these practices on there, it's going to have a shorter lifespan than 12 years. So we want to go ahead and start collecting these, you know, whatever the the rents that that they approved. And they're going to open up a separate fund. The money's going to go in there. So 10 years from now, instead of 12, when it's time to replace these turf fields, they're going to draw from that fund. For, now, it's, it's not going to, you know, at $100 an hour, it's not going to replace turf fields more than likely completely. But the city's going to have a savings account. I thought it was very smart, very well planned, uh, something to look forward to, to go ahead and set that money aside from the rents that will go, you know, specifically to replace those turf fields 10 years from now. We are not talking about a uh, normal city field. No, we're talking no, about a world class nice. baseball nice. facility. So yeah, this makes total sense. They should charge for it. Um, you shouldn't be able to take the uh, you know South Haven Dragon rec team mm-hmm. 
out there or, or whatever. That's just not, you know, there's other places that they may, they make and go practice. But so anyway, I think it's a great thing. So yeah, you can use them. You will, it will cost you to use them. And then they're already saving for the future when they have to replace them. Then we turn to the, the planning agenda. Now, again, we went through this on Tuesday, the, uh, the one by R and W developers, basically the, the condo off mixed use thing approved notice. Literally she presented it motion second done. Next one, the planning Whataburger, two locations. Yeah, I was wrong on Tuesday. I, I cut you off and thought it was going to be whichever was best. But yeah, two locations. The one on Goodman Road, which we already knew about, in front of the Malco Theater. Now that one, there was questions about, hey, why can't we make a third a turning lane? Why can't we do this? Because you know the traffic's a nightmare. That's a that's a M dot road. That's a can we highway. call it? Can we can we call it what it is? It's a terrible location. Oh, it's a terrible location. It is a terrible it, location. It's, it's, an, it's Highway 302. Yes. Uh, MDOT controls the lights yes. all along that road. <laughs> Not a thing we could do about it. We can't, you know, South Haven cannot add a light right there in front of the theater because it's too close to airways. And, you, man, that would be an absolute nightmare log jam. So they can't do that. They are looking to add a light at Moore Road behind it mm-hmm. to help with traffic on the backside going into airways. But again, nothing they can do uh, on 302. So we're, that was that one was approved. We're going to call that the what a cluster location. The, the what a cluster for the what a cluster location. Yeah, you, you, yes. Look, if you go there, and you want a burger. They're great burgers. Just get on airways. Just and go, go, go to get well. <laughs> just, get, just well. Get, get well Road is going to set record numbers. Uh, Goodman Road's not. Yeah. So the second location approved was the Get Well Road location that you just mentioned. Just south of Chick-fil-A. Correct, yes. So it's going to be just right next to Chick-fil-A. It's going to be very similar to Chick-fil-A, two drive-through lanes, yep. an exit lane in case you say, no, nah, too, there's too many people I'm leaving, sure. pulling out the backside into Silo Square. And it will actually share an ingress-egress with Chick-fil-A. So you'll be able to drive to Chick-fil-A, to Whataburger, and, and vice versa. So, again, I thought that was very well done. Uh, I already understand the traffic that's going to be wanting to go to Whataburger. So they're already getting that done. So, again, those were both approved. Uh, after, again, the discussion about locations and traffic. Uh, the last one, the 4.65 acres, uh, this is the one that was next to 55 and Church Road. Uh, actually, that did include the Waffle House location. So okay. it's that entire piece of land carving out the Waffle House, having the rest of it reapproved. Uh, they to do ahead. what with it? Is it uh, not, just a zoning change? That's just a zoning change. Interesting. Yeah, a zoning okay. change. So we don't know what's coming there yet. Obviously, something's about to be announced probably in the next burger. couple months. Whataburger. Another Whataburger. <laughs> the, the third location uh in three months. Exactly. Um, so anyway, so the, that was carved out. 3.8 acres of that 4.6 acres was carved out, leaving Waffle House by itself. Uh, they're looking probably to sell it for development. Approved, no discussion. Thank you to all the leaders in Hernando. Thank you to the leaders in South Haven. Uh, sitting through the autumn meeting, uh, working through the uh, city business. We definitely appreciate what you guys do every first and third Tuesday of each month. Again, the citizens just kind of take for granted the city business that has to happen. We really appreciate it. Look forward to covering it each time. Derek, really excited to welcome in our newest advertiser to the UTW podcast, North Mississippi Dumpsters. North Mississippi Dumpsters services DeSoto County, Tate County, Marshall County, and Tunica counties. They not only accommodate professionals in real estate, house flipping, landscaping, new construction, renovations, or business disposal, but really want to focus on homeowners. Homeowners who might need to clean up their houses, yards, attics, basements, or sheds, they carry 13 and 20-yard roll-off dumpsters that are perfect for a weekend project, perfect for a larger project. If you're concerned about the dumpsters being an eyesore in front of your home, these dumpsters are in great condition and they do everything they can to not damage your driveway. You can call them at 901-299-0916. That's 901-299-0916. But the best thing to do is to go to DeSotoDumpsters.com. That's DeSotoDumpsters.com for all their pricing, all their information, 
everything you need to know about them. You can even book a dumpster online. Pick which dumpster you want, give them the date, the time, and that dumpster will be there. So really, really neat project for any projects, weekend projects, larger projects. Really appreciate North Mississippi Dumpsters jumping in with the UTW podcast. They're also going to be advertising with the OB pod. Again, we appreciate Joe uh, there at North Mississippi Dumpsters. His phone number again, 901-299-0916. That's 901-299-0916 for North Mississippi Dumpsters. Or visit them again, DeSotoDumpsters.com, DeSotoDumpsters.com. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419. Again, 662-892-8419. Or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. They're my spray service. They should be your spray service. And remember, if you want it green, call the king. Lauderdale Insurance Agency, your local state farm provider, is located at 11 West Commerce Street, directly across from the Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, former alderman and local resident of Hernando. His team specializes in insurance for life, home, business, and auto. Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance provider. Please call Sam, Sherry, Angie or Jennifer at 429-5213. That's 429-5213. Or find more about them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency. North Point Christian School was experiencing extremely high interest and enrollment activity. To meet interest, the school will have an open house on Sunday, June 13th at 2 p.m. North Point was just voted DeSoto's best middle school and DeSoto's best high school by the DeSoto Times-Tribune. Come and see why they have been voted best. And come see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes continue to make North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. As North Point continues to enroll for the 2021-2022 school year, some grades are getting close to capacity. Don't delay. Check out North Point and save your spot today. Contact Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127, again 662-349-5127, or email her at sshero-n at ncstrojans.com to register for the June 13th Preview the Point admissions event. Well, Derek, it's Friday morning here at the UTW Podcast, and every Friday, what do we discuss? We talk about the DeSoto County shout-outs, positive news, positive things going on in Hernando, activities for the weekend, fun stuff, people raising money. It doesn't matter. Anything positive, we're going to do our best to shed a light on here in the city of Hernando and DeSoto County. Seems like every Friday, the DeSoto Arts Council is mentioned in our DeSoto County shout-outs, and they're going to take up the first two spots. Tonight is their first Friday back porch party. Again, not easy to say. First Friday back porch party happening tonight. Tell us about it, Derek. 7 to 9 p.m. tonight. Come listen. They have live music. There will be drinks available. I think if you're a member, you get a couple of tickets to walk in to get the drink that you like. Uh, there will also be uh, tickets for sale. 
Uh, and then also come around 8 o'clock because the Arts Council will be receiving two donations. Uh, they're going to be receiving a grant from the Community Foundation, and they're going to also be receiving uh, a little something from us uh, from our water, our water Tower sessions back in May. So again, please come tonight if you can, uh, 7 to 9 p.m., just any time during that two hour. But again, at 8 o'clock, we'll be, they'll be doing the, uh, I guess, a recognition for the two donations they're receiving. Derek, definitely uh, an honor to be able to give them uh, something back from our event that happened in May. I know the guys over at Mississippi Music were, were excited to do that. So a lot of everything, and we have more information about something else, a big announcement that we're going to have in just a few minutes. It's important to those guys and us to have the arts here in Hernando so the DeSoto Arts Council works really, really hard just to grow different programs and, and you know, pass the love of art down uh, to, to the young people in Hernando. So we really appreciate them. And again, like I said, they have the first two spots, Derek. Tell us about spot number two. Spot number two is uh, on Saturday from 1 to 4 p.m. at the Arts Council right there on 51. Uh, they're having the Meet the Artist. This Saturday, it will be Beth Jones. Beth Jones will be there to show her art. To If you want to come in, be able to look at it, you can purchase her art there. You can talk with her about how she became an artist, You know what she looks for when she does art. Again, just a, a wonderful event. And, and again, Matt, this is a wonderful person. She is actually my next-door neighbor. Yep. Beth and Doug Jones are my next-door neighbors. They could not be a kinder, sweeter couple. They've got a, a cute little doll that comes out and barks at me every time it runs out the door. But just a great couple, great neighbors. I have a beautiful yard. They, they spend a lot of time in it. Could not be happier. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Could not be happier that uh, she's getting because, I mean, they told me that they were both artists. Uh, but uh, I think that she spends more time doing it. They've got like a whole – they built a whole – you know, back house for them to uh, do this in. And now she's able to display it for everybody to see. So very happy for them and looking forward to seeing their art tomorrow. One to four on the Hernando Square. So basically, as our next advertiser wraps up, you can venture over to the DeSoto Arts Council and see Miss Jones' art. Congratulations to her, and we look forward to, to that on Saturday. DeSoto Arts Council tonight, first Friday, back porch party, 7 to 9, presentation at 8 o'clock, and then the DeSoto Arts Council meet the artist this coming Saturday. Congratulations to her. Look forward to that. And Derek, our next shout-out is kind of a, a little bit of an advertisement, but it's hard not to give a shout-out to the great people at the Hernando Farmers Market. Miss Gia Matheny and her team continue to produce one of the best farmers markets in the southeast, Hernando Farmers Market, each and every Saturday, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. Like I told you last week, Derek, or two weeks ago, it, it was almost the size of a, of a small A-fair. That's how big the Hernando Farmers Market has become. Oh, it's huge, I mean, especially those kids' weekend they had last weekend. I mean, just an absolute wonderful sight to see everybody out on the square. Yeah, and we're going to try and share uh, each show. We're going to try and share maybe three or four different vendors that, that, that continue to show up and be such a big part of the Hernando Farmer's Market. Kendall Cattle Beef. Again, pasture-raised beef mast, uh, black Angus beef from a 4,000-acre farm. Uh, that's uh, quite a bit of land. Yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> that's a little of, grass to cut. That's a little, a little bit, cut. no doubt. Brown Dairy Farms, local pork, milk, and beef. Because it's natural and growing green farm, uh, they do microgreens, uh, which, you know, I guess the opposite of macrogreens. Yeah, they're very, very tiny greens. <laughs> and then Richardson Farms, that's going to be purple and golden cauliflower, squash, zucchini, and other produce. And we'll talk some more vendors. Uh, like I said, each show we'll circle back and talk more and more about vendors. Congratulations to the Hernando Farmers Market for being one of the best farmers market in the state of Mississippi, maybe even the entire southeast, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., Every Saturday from May 1st through October, get out to the historic Hernando Square every Saturday, 8 to 1, for the Hernando Farmer's Market. If you need more information about the Hernando Farmer's Market, you can contact Gia Matheny, the Community Development Director for the City of Hernando, at 662-449-9092. That's 662-449-9092. Again, 
thank you to Miss Jean Matheny and her team for a wonderful farmer's market. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures and Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and call them at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. They are the dentist of the UTW podcast, and they should be yours. Derek, I told you earlier this week that my son Wilson was going down to, uh, with his, actually with his cousins, down to Universal Studios. He's been to Universal Studios, uh, Harry Potter World. Yesterday, they spent the day at Volcano Bay uh, down in Orlando. And look, if that's something that you're interested in doing, if you're wanting to plan a family trip to Orlando, down to Disney World, uh, down to Universal Studios, now's the perfect time to reach out to Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher with Magical Destinations of Hernando. Whether it's that trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, a Gulf Coast getaway, a cruise, or a tropical getaway, these ladies can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destinations is locally owned and operated right here under the water tower. Give them a call today to start planning your magical getaway. You can reach Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher at 662-469-6304. That's 662 662- 469-6304 or find them on Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. That's Magical Destinations Unlimited on Facebook and Instagram. Well, Derek, this Friday show is moving pretty fast. Uh, again, sports are over, high school sports are over, so we're not really visiting about that. So we're going to continue with our DeSoto County shout-outs. The next one, Derek, something that's special to you and me. Uh, I'm not able to actually play in it, but the Super G Invitational Make-A-Wish Fundraiser. The Super G Invitational Make-A-Wish Fundraiser. So obviously, Super G, a lot of our listeners are definitely going to know who we're talking about, what we're talking about. Uh, Gerald Chatham Jr., just a, a fixture in the city of Fernando, Derek, uh, ever since I moved here uh, 17, 18 years ago and, and same with you uh, Gerald Chatham Jr. passed away and they've started hopefully this will be the first of many uh, they started a golf tournament and started a an event that they're going to have every year that raises money for the Make-A-Wish Foundation tell us about that event going on tomorrow night All right, tomorrow night it's going to be the first annual Super G Invitational Fundraiser Again, as you said, in memory of Gerald Chatham Jr. And this, the benefit is going to be to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So they're trying to help out the Make-A-Wish. I'm assuming for you know individuals or, or kids in this area. You'll be able to join a fabulous New Orleans-themed meal. There'll be a cash bar, silent auction. There'll be the Wish presentation and entertainment by 80s hair band Aquanet. Uh, this is going to be held at the Red Barn right there on Highway 304 at Fog Road in Hernando, Mississippi. Again, tomorrow night, June 5th. From 6 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. So from 6 to 11.30, come out there, enjoy good food. Obviously a great band. And also be able to see, you know, the wonderful things that they're trying to do with the uh, raising of money for the Wish presentation. Uh, just come out there and, and do everything you can. Again, Red Barn, 304 and Fog Road, tomorrow night, Hernando. 
Visit eventbrite.com. That's eventbrite.com. Simply start to type in Super G Invitational, and it should take you right there to it. Just a great event. There, you and I talked about it all fair. Wish we'd have known more about it. We'd have been talking about this for a long time. So, really, what I, again? It's t- fifty dollars a ticket. So yes, fifty dollars on ticket. Eventbrite. Again, if you if you've never used Eventbrite, download it. Very easy. You do it. You buy it. Immediately comes to your phone, add it to your wallet, walk in the door. Yeah, these tickets could easily be double, if not triple the price. $50 tomorrow night just to go to a wonderful cause. Again, we know Gerald's family, uh, just good people. They're definitely going to get my $50 for sure, and they're going to do something great with it. So good luck to them. Uh, Hopefully the first of many, the inaugural Super G Invitational Fundraiser for Make-A-Wish Foundation. That's going to be, again, tomorrow night at the Red Barn. Our next DeSoto County shout-out, something we're going to talk about each week. Uh, Derek, you and I are our founding members of the Crew of Hernando, a men's charity group locally here in Hernando that raises money for a number of different things. But they are going to be having their inaugural golf tournament, something we've talked about doing for almost a decade. And finally, a gentleman by the name of Chris Ware has taken the reins, and we are doing our inaugural golf tournament July 15th. That's Thursday, July 15th at the Hernando Golf and Racquet Club, $500 per team, four-man scramble. We're almost full. Almost We're full. almost full already before we ever really get to announce it. And be sure and get ready for that. Pay attention on our Facebook page. Pay attention to uh, our Instagram, those type things where, where you can jump in. Um, we're almost full. Just going to be an awesome, awesome tournament. We are offering whole sponsorships for $100. Tent sponsorships, which I think we're only going to have about five or six of those, and that's going to mean that you can set up a tent somewhere on the course on one of the holes, maybe talk more about your product, talk more about your company to the men and women that pass by. So something that's going to be pretty cool and might even be a Derek and and Matt sighting. I'll put a bit in there. You will be there. Not playing yes. in it because your golf is really bad. It's really bad. It's really bad right now. But that's okay because I'm looking forward to I'll, I'll help at the registration table, you know, help at the end with everything. I think looking forward to it, Matt. It's going to be a great day. And, again, if you know, whole sponsors, we'll take as many whole sponsors. Absolutely. I mean, just, if you want to have your, your company out there. Also, they're looking for prize sponsors. Yes. If there's something you want to donate as a prize, I mean, if you want to get coolers with giveaways or, or if you want to do a green egg, God bless you. Yeah. Uh, anything like that. If, if there's something that you want to do, we'll absolutely give your company credit for it, be able to do it uh, either either as a drawing prize, either as a closer to the whole pin prize, anything like that, let us know. Reach out to us, crewfernando uh, at gmail.com. You can reach out to them there. You can reach out to uh, Matt and I at under the water tower, info at gmail.com. We'll be happy to get that information to them to be able to, uh, you know, anything that you want to do for your company at the golf tournament. Thursday, July 15th at the Hernando Golf and Racquet Club. Registration will start at 11. Lunch will be served at 1130. Shotgun start at 12 o'clock. And then after the tournament, going to have a really good time. Just, you know, shooting the bull, hanging out, passing the hat maybe. I don't know. Raising any money we can. Here's the most important part. Raising any money we can for Hernando teachers. Every dime. Every single dime we raise will go to the Hernando teachers right here in the city of Fernando. The crew of Fernando always spends money, always uh, disperses money, literally, by the city limits. Hernando, it stays in Hernando. Really excited about it. If you play golf, get out and do it. Thursday, July 15th, Hernando Golf and Racquet Club. Look for more information on our Facebook page, Crew of Hernando Facebook, K-R-E-W-E, Crew of Hernando on Facebook for more information. Derek, our last shout-out, kind of last thing we're going to we're gonna discuss a little bit before we tease something we're doing for our Tuesday show, Water Tower Sessions. Our inaugural Water Tower Sessions last month was an absolute hit. Oh, well over 100 yeah. people. I mean, again, wherever we're going to put them, we didn't know. But well over 100 people uh, joined us there at the Panola Street Courtyard. Uh, for an awesome time, an awesome event, awesome night. Uh, look up Mississippi Music. You can look up Water Tower Sessions on YouTube. We have our own YouTube page that shows you some of the videos from that night. The audio quality was amazing. Oh, the video man. quality was amazing. Uh, we had numerous people say, when is the next one? Well, here's the announcement. Friday night, July 16th. That's Friday, July 16th, 
Panola Street Courtyard, Stephen Michael, joined by two ladies this time. Two ladies. Two ladies. Miss Grace Askew will be on stage with, with Stephen and Mallory Everett, both amazing songwriters. These ladies have something to say, and I can't wait to listen to it on Friday, July 16th. That'll be the next one. Look for information. We're going to be selling tickets on June 16th. So one month out, we're going to have the same number of tickets. It should be an amazing night, wonderful event. Derek will even be there. I'll be there. <laughs> I was going to be there. I know. I like to harass you there. But Derek will be there. And look, man, we can't thank Stephen and Mike enough. Mississippi Music. That's Mississippi Music. They do a great job. These guys really, really care about music. They care about songwriters. Uh, we've interviewed Stephen. Stephen sat in with us last month and just had a great time. But again, Friday, July 16th, Panola Street Courtyard, raising money again. We'll have some more information about that, uh, giving a portion of the proceeds away, like we're going to continue to do on all those. So really, really looking forward to it. Tickets will go on sale. On June 16th. June 16th, uh, same as last time. Yep. Be $50 a couple, $30 a person, $50 a couple. Really hope to have a, a good crowd because and if you have Spotify, please Google, you know, whatever, search Mississippi Music, Mississippi Music on Spotify, and also search for Grace Askew and Mallory Everett. Listen to, I mean, unbelievable oh, voices. Awesome. I mean, very unusual. Maybe a little Janice Joplin going on a little bit yeah. there. So just very unusual. Please go on there, find Mississippi Music Playlist, so, you know, subscribe to it, like it, whatever, so you can have it. You know, whenever the new songs pop up, it alerts you. But also just find them, listen to them. We'll have them here in Hernando, July 16th. Look, if singer-songwriters are important to you, singer-songwriters, that's your kind of music that you enjoy. Again, like I said just a second ago, these ladies have something to say, and they will tell stories of the songs. They'll sing the songs, obviously, live. Just going to be a great night, Friday, July 16th. People are asking, when's the next one? When's the next one? Well, there's your there's your date. So there we're really is. excited about it. Going to be a lot of fun. Derek, before we wrap up, Tuesday, again, the Tuesdays during the summer, we're trying to work on things where people can get to know us a little bit better. We get a lot of emails, different messages on Facebook about us, asking questions. Matt, um, you may have received hate mail for your Tupac take. I'm going to be honest. That, well, that, lot, that's lot, not lot. on me. If you love Tupac, I, I, I didn't say he was bad. I said he's not. You're overrated. I think He's you're overrated. overrated. You're overrated. Yeah, Tupac's overrated. Yeah, Period. There There's no, there no, no other way to put it. Tupac's overrated. It is what it is. But look, this coming Tuesday, we're going to talk about, we're going to go from audio. Uh, we're going to go to video, Derek. We're going to talk about movies. We're going to rank our top two or three or movies that we enjoy from certain genres, which we'll give you on Tuesday. But look, pay attention to that. We're trying to give you guys content for, uh, you know, riding the car down to Destin or, or wherever you're going or, or, you know, on your summer vacation. It gives you a little something to listen to, something goofy, and get to know me and Derek a little bit more. I think most, a lot of people that know know us Derek so maybe wish they didn't know this much about us so well maybe maybe <laughs> maybe so but look we're having a lot of fun making the UTW podcast we thank you so much for the people that continue to listen we continue to grow each and every week it is a little bit mind-blowing how we continue to grow and we certainly appreciate our advertisers that put their faith in us put their money where their mouth is and we definitely will hope Actually, they put their money where our mouth is, I guess. Is that right? Yeah, they put their money where our mouth is. Exactly. We hope they're, they're getting a lot of you know bang for their buck. Well, look, if you enjoy what you hear each and every week, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. Most importantly, Derek, wherever you hear our voice, please go and give us a five-star review. If you enjoy our show, give us a five-star review. If you don't enjoy our show, Keep coming back and give us a four-star review. We'll be fine with that. That's fine. Just dock us one star. But we really do appreciate you supporting us. Wherever you can hear our voice, please go and give us that five-star review. And, Matt, we'll say, if you do, we're going to start checking it because we are checking for five-star reviews. From now on, and I, if you read the show notes, it's on the show notes, you give us a five-star review, your name will be mentioned on this air. There we go. I, we, yeah. we will mention your name on the air and give you a shout-out. Thank you yeah. for that five-star review starting right. today.
No, I'm starting today. So like this, <laughs> on the this next show, show post, exactly. When this show posts, uh, you know, as soon as we finish this Friday morning. So anytime Friday afternoon on Tuesday, we'll have our first shout outs for five star reviews. Okay, that sounds good. That's a good deal. And I, I think Derek, we looked last week and it was your mom, your dad, oh, my yeah. mom, yeah. your brothers. <laughs> well, my brother gave us a three star because again of your two pot take. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, that's definitely a lot of fire. Oh, why didn't he text fire. me about that? Oh, he, uh, he, he knows will. my number. We're he playing probably, our awesome trip. Will. We're playing our awesome trip. <laughs> so he knows our number. Well, also, wherever you listen to our podcast, look for OB Pod. That's OB Pod, simply stands for Olive Branch, covering the eastern side of DeSoto County, Center Hill, Lewisburg, and Olive Branch. OB Pod, wherever you hear our podcast. Well, Derek, I guess I'm going to get have to go home, watch some movies, and catch up on my movies and everything like that. Oh, yeah. We, we, we got a lot to talk about on Tuesday. You know the worst movie I've ever seen? That, that movie that Tupac made. <laughs> that movie that Tupac was in was really, really bad. I just kid. Hey, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for continuing to listen. Thank you for the Hernando Chamber of Commerce for a wonderful night last night. We hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. Much success to the Super G Invitational. Definitely pulling for that event this coming Saturday. Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. And God said he's a sin, it's one we got son to lead the wild into the waves. Follow me, eat my flesh, flesh of my flesh. Shall not fear no man but God, though I walk through the valley of death. Oh God, big yeah. Y'all know how this